Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello, it's Angela here and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women Conversations. And I am so excited today to bring you an interview that I did with a dear friend of mine called Kathy Wong. Now, Kathy is the founder of a company called Moloko. And what Moloko does is they um, they sell thongs or flip-flops or jandals, depending on where you are in the world, that leave inspirational messages in the sand. But that's not, that's not the most important thing that they do. For every pair that they sell, Moloko donates a pair of shoes to a child in India, which enables them to go to school. So Kathy is a social entrepreneur, and not only does she run Moloko, she now mentors others on how they can um, start up a, a social enterprise and how they can help others. So Kathy is a true wise woman. And in this conversation, she shares with us exactly what a social enterprise is and what a social entrepreneur is and how it is possible to make a difference in business using this type of model, um, which is a for-profit business model so they do make money but they also make a big difference in the lives of um, in Kathy's case children in India. She also shares with us um, how important connection to others was has been in her being able to build her business and make such a big difference and um, and and she believes that Many, um, many people, I mean, particularly women, are missing that connection because we spend a lot of time online. So she shares with us um, how you can go deep to discover what it is you want from your life and how you can follow your dream. Or as um, Kathy does, Malocco means dream crazy. And um, Kathy also has a, a web TV called The Crazy dreamers tv so she's all about following those crazy dreams so hopefully you enjoy this episode if you want to learn more about what kathy does you can check her website out which is www.moloco.com um, also kathy has personal profiles over on facebook so uh, just put Kathy Wong in or Kathy Wong Changemaker. You'll find her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. But I'll put all of the links in the show notes so you can um, click on them and go ahead and learn a little bit more about what Kathy does. So enjoy this episode. Bye for now. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Angela. Great to be here. <laughs> so, you. Kathy, share with our viewers. What is Malocco? I mean, on the surface, Malocco sells 
thongs or flip-flops for those of you yeah. who are or not Australians. Jandals. Um, yeah. But Moloko is more than that. It's more than just a company that sells footwear. What is Moloko? Yeah, look, I'm glad you say that. Yeah, I mean, we started selling the flip-flops, as you know, and, you know, you've been with us this whole journey. And uh, those flip-flops, let me start with what Moloko means. Moloko means dream crazy because it's my dream. When I started, actually, it was my dream to make an impact on children in poverty. And we do that by creating these flip-flops. They leave these positive messages in the sand. And then for every pair we sell, we actually then put a pair of school shoes at the moment on a child living in India. And that allows them to go to school and it allows them to protect their feet. So I started with that because I thought, you know, if I could just help one child, Angela, then that would be something. And then, of course, I got greedy and I wanted to help more and it just kept going, you know. Uh, And then, so that's like 7,000 shoes later uh, and still going, right? Uh, But during that three years, I really... um, realized that I could make more impact you know what else can I do and so that was my starting point and now I'm finding it was by chance really it wasn't something that I deliberately set out to do I discovered that I was actually inspiring other people to make a difference you know some of those people have been people who either have businesses or they've started businesses and they all wanted to give back So it was really lovely to hear some of those things that people have done uh, to just give them some input and, you know, they've gone and created uh, similar sorts of businesses. And then I also became really aware too of the youth, uh, in particular teenagers. I seem to have attracted a whole heap of teenagers who just get it, Angela. You know, they just really want to change the world. And I find these kids just so inspiring. They have the most awesome ideas. They also seem to have no fear. You know, it's like, well, why can't I do this, you know? (laughs) And that is so critical to when you're looking at creating a business that you can be so lateral, so innovative, you know. And it means that by not having that fear, you've got this courage to pursue ideas that, As an adult, we often will shut down because of, you know, our years of conditioning and and fear seems to build up as you get older. So that's where Moloko is now headed, how to inspire this next uh, generation of change makers. And so we've been working with uh, teenage ambassadors who at the ages of 8 and of 11 have started these social entrepreneur businesses, you know, and I've got to say, they make me look really bad because some of the interviews <laughs> I'm going, oh, my God, you know. Uh, and then other youth who don't really know what it is they want to do, but they do know they want to make a difference. So can you just explain what a social entrepreneur or a social enterprise is because it's not a charity? Can you just explain what yeah. all that means for the people who are watching? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, Angela, because there is a lot of almost mystery sometimes around this uh, because it is a fairly new term. So it is a model which actually relies, it's a for-profit model, right, where it's using the power of business to create a sustainable model where we're not asking for people to donate. 
which is the old model of, you know, mm. charities, not-for-profits. Uh, and also sometimes they're also called social enterprises, which makes it very confusing. So to distinguish what I'm talking about, I'm talking about social enterprise for-profit models. So we don't, we still um, donate through selling something, whether it be, you know, in the case of our flip-flops, it's the shoes, it might be a service. And so you're giving people something that they need to buy, that they want to buy. And by doing so, that's how, that's the mechanism for raising the money to then support your cause. The other difference too is that we can uh, distribute money however we want, whereas with the not-for-profit model, they're not actually able to do that. That word not-for-profit is actually quite misleading because they do make profit. Mm -hmm. uh, how they distribute it is, a, is different, you know. They can distribute in the form of the salaries that they pay their management team, you know. So it's just a different structure and different mechanism uh, to raise the money to then be able to support the causes. So just a little bit about your history because you basically had retired. You'd retired yeah. from corporate because you'd yeah. built businesses, you'd made a lot of money, you'd retired. Mm. But there came a time when you knew that you wanted to make a difference and you wanted to make a bigger difference rather than, apart from just the fact that you'd made money and you were quite comfortable, you knew that there was something more, didn't you? You, you knew that you had to make a difference. So tell us a bit about that, about that story and how did you get to having an idea to the fact that you've put shoes on 7,000 children, which means there's 7,000 children now who can go to school, who couldn't go to school, and then the next step, whereas now you're actually mentoring and using your wisdom to help others. Yeah, well, I just said, <laughs> that's well, a big story. Crazy, yeah, it's crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. Journey, and you right? did it in three years, so it's like... yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, you know, because uh, I'm not the most patient person when it comes to getting something done, and for me, three years it seems like a long time, you know. <laughs> Uh, so it's interesting when you bring that up and I go, oh, I suppose it really isn't that long, is it, you know? Uh, look, I suppose, where do I begin with that? Uh, yeah, look, when I had my other businesses, I always supported children's charities and causes. It was something that really resonated with me. And I always said, Angela, that one day I'll do something big with kids and I suppose my one day came, you know, back in 2014 when I was retired, I was having this good life, as you said, Yet, you know, I knew that something was missing and it's really interesting because I think a lot of people want to be retired and, you know, we often hear about how people when they do retire find themselves feeling a little bit lost, mm. they're, you know, they're looking for something and I suppose I became that way in the last two years, I would say, three years of being in retirement mode. And having, you know, run businesses all my life, I was very used to being active, you know, and this also I was very used to continuous learning. And so I just, yeah, I, I found myself coming back to Sydney and I found myself within two months of coming back, I just had that epiphany moment 
my time had come. I was, you know, given this download that I needed to go out and make a difference. And that's really what started this whole journey that I'm now on. And a whole series of events happened really quickly when I got that message so that within the two weeks of having that message, I learned about social enterprise. Well, first of all, I learned about the children living in poverty. I learned about, you know, over 300 million children in the world without shoes. And when I learned that, it, you know, it just totally rocked my world, Angela, because I thought, how can people not have shoes, especially when I'm a person who I've got to say, typical woman, how many shoes? Yeah, exactly. So I was, I'm quite embarrassed about that. And uh, so, yeah, I felt compelled to do something. And so with that in mind, very soon after I somehow came across an article about social enterprise, I can't even tell you now where that came from. And those two things just clicked. It was like, okay, that's what I need to do. Because at first, you know, when I was given this message to go out and make a difference, I thought, well, I don't know the first thing about that. How do I do that? And then I thought, you know, well, when I started to um, find out about social enterprise, I thought, well, I do know how to do business. Even though I had been out of the business world for 10 years, I knew something about that. So that's really how I put that together to then create the flip-flop side of the business. So many, I mean, many women in our mother woman community are in a situation just like this. It's like they've gone to the stage whereby... They want to make a difference. They want to do something dif different, but they're not sure what. Mm. What was it? Because I'm sure some fear came up there. It's like, oh, who, who is it? Fine. Who am I to do this? Why, what, you know, this is just too big for one person. How did you move through that? Because that would be, I would say, a big block for many women, particularly if it's something, I mean, not only were you going to create a social enterprise business that you've never done before, you were going from being a graphic designer, so a service-based business, into retail, which you've never done. You never knew how to basically make a flip-flop and get that all sourced and you're not, you didn't want just a plain one, you wanted one that made messages. I mean, there must have been, there's just so many obvious blocks to making this happen. How did you yeah. get through all of that? <laughs> Besides the crazy bit, I know you're crazy. And it's just craziness that got you through. Yeah, there's certainly an amount of craziness for sure, you know, and it's like there was ignorance as well, you know. Ignorance is bliss. bliss. Like what you don't know that you don't know. But, I, yeah, I had fear in a big way. Although the fear, you know what, it came later, Angela, because I was so compelled to help. The desire to help was so great. I didn't have time to be fearful, right? So I was completely obsessed. I would say obsessed. Uh, I was so passionate about wanting to make this difference. I just had to find a way. So I was caught up in all of, the, all of that, my why, and then I was caught up in actually then just moving through, you know, because it was like, okay, I got to make something. I decided I was going to create a product. <laughs> I didn't want to do a business because I had done, so not a business, a service, because I had done services all my life. And I thought, hey, product, that's got to be, you know, Product's sexy. Product's got to be easier. Be easier. <laughs> oh, my God. So what do you so do? You, you take on a seasonal product at that. 
Yes. <laughs> I probably have picked one of the hardest businesses I could have picked, right? But like I said, I didn't know that. I thought, you know, pair of thongs. That can't be that hard, can it? Anyway, that's a whole nother story. And so, yeah, it was being driven. I was just so driven. And coming back to your questions around this, you know, I really believe that if you know why you want to do something, it's so strong, you will find a way. Mm. And so for me, it was like, okay, once I knew I was going to create a product, then I had the problem of, well, what am I going to create? You know, <laughs> what product do people need? And uh, once I did know that and started to research that, uh, it, I had started this whole chain of events, you know. So once you start moving, momentum creates momentum. Mm. And I really think that's probably the best piece of advice I can give, that once you have this vision and this why, how you actually going, going to achieve it falls into place once you start one action. One action leads to another, to another, and it's just important to keep moving through it. I think that, you know, and so that's why the fear didn't kick in till later when I actually had time to take a breath <laughs> and go, oh, wow, what have I created here? You know, what's going on? Yeah. So that's share with us what it was like when you went to India to make the delivery of shoes. Yes, well, we went to India a year after we had started the business and I'd never been to India in my life. Uh, a lot of people have thought that I must have gone to India first and seen the kids and then started the business, but that was definitely not the case. It was my most defining moment in my life uh, to finally be there, to see the children that we were helping and giving out shoes to was like, it was almost surreal, Angela, because, you know, uh, we, I couldn't possibly imagine how I was going to feel. It was very mm. emotional. Yeah. And, you know, that year that it took to get to India, there was a lot of hard work, right? And so suddenly all of that hardship, the angst, everything that had occurred that was difficult just fell away. Mm. It was all forgotten about in that in that moment, you know, because looking into those children's eyes, looking at their smiles, uh, I don't know, there's, there's no better feeling than to be able to see how you have touched someone's life, you know? Yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be making a difference from a distance, but yes. when you actually see it in reality... It just brings, I, I mean, I've seen your photos, I've seen your videos, I've seen them, I saw the emotion that you were going through at the time and, yeah, it, it, you can only imagine what it would be like to actually be there and to feel that energy and, to, you know, the, the way the children's faces lit up when they were given a pair of shoes, something yeah. to us, you know, to us that's a pair of shoes, okay, you know, it's, it's a pair of white sand shoes, nothing fancy. Yet these is like this was a lifeline for these kids because explain why shoes are so important in India for children. Explain yeah. what 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 that makes, what difference that makes in their life. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, you know, in Australia, when we walk barefooted, 
you know, we're walking on grass, sands, concrete, soil. It is a totally different situation in India. In India, you know, they're walking over raw sewage. They're walking over, you know, building uh, waste. And so that those situations can actually create disease. So they carry airborne diseases through their feet. And so the schools won't allow children to go to school without shoes because they're worried that the children are going to spread disease mm. through their feet. And those same diseases uh, can actually become fatal if they're not treated. So, yeah, something just so simple that That's we right. take for granted. Yeah. And because these children also don't have medical care like we do in Australia, do they? Because no, many not. of them don't have, is it many of them don't have birth certificates, they can't prove who they are, and they have no money for medical um, care, even though medical care compared to ours is so cheap. That's right. There's that. Then there's also the situation of, you know, a lot of the children have actually um, run away from home, you know, around, by the age of five or around that age. And so they're out on the streets with nobody, mm. fending for themselves. And, you know, there's parts of India where a child is kidnapped off the streets every three minutes to be trafficked. So you just cannot comprehend no, we the can't. situation. We're so removed. So going over there and experiencing and seeing these things, which up until that point I could only read about mm. or be told about, was a very, very different situation to having that uh, experiential learning. So yeah. since since that time, as you say, you've now you, you now know that you want to make an even bigger difference. So it's not just about what you're doing, um, providing shoes for these children. Now you're mentoring other businesses, other young adults who are doing similar things in different ways because you've got the knowledge. So you're now actually sharing your wisdom, which is exactly what market women do: is they share their wisdom, and you're seeing how much um, joy these young adults can bring to the world as well because they're so enthusiastic. As you say, they have no fear uh, about the differences that they're making. So how has that changed you now even more knowing that you're making an even bigger difference in the world? Yeah, well, I mean, it's that ripple effect, right? You know, so I will still continue, you know, supporting uh, the children in poverty that we're working with. but. I, by empowering others who then are going to do their business or empower their communities, whatever it is that they choose to do, then that's magnifying the impact out mm. further. And, you know, uh, because it's, it's not about individuals. It's about as many individuals really as possible to make the impacts because there's so many issues in the world that need help. So it's an amazing experience, I've got to say, to know that you can actually use all the experiences that I've had over the last three years to help others to then, you know, create their impact. So I don't know, I, I can't really express it, Angela. <laughs> it's just sometimes it's really overwhelming, you know, mm. uh, and again, very surreal, you know. Uh, so I'm still getting used to it. I really am. <laughs> because the other thing you do yeah. really well is you build community. And you've, you're about to set off on your second trip almost around the world mm. without really knowing where you're going but knowing that you've got community that are 
you you go and you sleep on beds for people that you've never met except online and yeah. you get opened up to so you did this last time was it last year when you went and That's you got right. opened up to so many new opportunities because mm. of the community that you had built around you and some of these people you'd never met face to face until you were basically in their lounge room yet they introduced you and opened you up to so much more that's right in my pajamas exactly <laughs> yeah and so much more of that happening because this time i'm going for longer i'm visiting more countries i've already started reaching out to people through my a lot of this has been through online communities virtual communities you know i would never have had these opportunities without the virtual world but at the same time you know there's a limit to the, the well the relationships online are a little bit different mm. to when you meet somebody face to face you know so i'm really excited by this situation because this time i'm on a mission which was not the <laughs> same mission as last time this time i'm on a mission to meet as many uh social entrepreneurs or people making a difference in the world uh in the 5 or 6 months that i'll be away yeah and I have no doubt that you will achieve that mission more times than you even imagine because that's the type of person you are. You just attract people to you. You just have this way about you. You just, just bring people to you with what you do and just who you are. You're unbelievable the way you just build community. It amazes me what you do and who you know. You know everybody. <laughs> I seem to be, yeah, now it's starting to dawn on me because I know like yourself and, you know, others have told me that, but it just didn't really sink in. Yeah, because it's, it's what you do naturally. You just do yeah, it. Yeah, It's just recently it's really sunk in. You know, the other day I recently learned I'm going to Scotland and so I just put a message out in one of my communities and I said, oh, who's in Scotland that I might be able to connect with? Now I'm connecting with somebody and I'm going on a walking tour for their social enterprise, which uh, employs homeless people, oh, right. to go visitors around um, around the city of Scotland, uh, Edinburgh. That's great. So, <laughs> great. That's a starting point. <laughs> that's right. And so that's what you're doing is you're really bridging that virtual world and bringing it into the real world and doing it through the theme of making a difference. Yeah, that's right. And so, look, as you said, I have no idea where this is going to go. Uh, but uh, it's like I said earlier, you know, if you really want to do something, just go and do it, you know, and just start with an action. And this is what's happened on this trip. I've started, you know, with one person and then another person and it just keeps going on. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. What is your biggest learning or takeaway that you would share with our viewers about what it's like to make a difference because we don't need to make a difference on a massive scale we could just each of us do it in our own families communities yeah. our own world what would you say is the number what's the number one thing you would share yeah well i'll just tell a little bit of a roundabout story with everything that i've done this journey that i've been on i've come back almost 360 to my starting point and I'll explain what I mean by that, Angela. So when I started this whole crazy journey, uh, during the 10 years I had been away, I was really aware of the disconnect that was happening with humankind. I was really aware with people not connected to themselves. And then that, of course, translates to others. And 
you know, and I was really conscious of, you know, we had so many ways to connect and yet why are people even more disconnected than ever? And so that's why I started, you know, communicating with people in the virtual world and they started reaching out to me very quickly and that confirmed everything that I had thought. So coming back to how we can all make a difference, it is as simple as this. By just looking at yourself firstly, looking at, you know, what is it that you want from your life? Uh, we all have been given special gifts. Mm. And so when we recognise that and really get into our hearts and who we are and recognise our gifts and use that gift, that is how you start by making a difference. It really is, we mentioned earlier, that ripple effect, but it is really, it comes back to that ripple effect. Then in that process, it will lead to other things, believe me. That's, I'm a perfect example of that, yeah. you know. Uh, and it really is that simple. And some people will say, yes, but, you know, I don't know what it is that I'm passionate about. I don't know what it is um, that I really need to do. And I, I'll still keep coming back to that same thing. Just look at yourself and look at what it is that you bring to the world, you know. And if you really still can't uncover that, then maybe go and mix in communities, expose yourself to experiences where you think it could be something that you're interested mm. in and just experiment till, you, till that will come out, you know. And that's what Elizabeth Gilbert says yeah. that. She says, if you, yeah. if you don't know your purpose, just get curious. Just yes. get curious. And, yeah, I love them. you know, just go and try anything. And then in that curiosity, the answer will come at some stage. The exactly. The curiosity, just exactly what you said. Go out there and serve, serve yes. others. And things, mm. you know, when you go out there to serve and do things for others, regardless of what it is, you will get satisfaction out of that. And then you will find out what it is you're meant to be doing. Well, this is right. It all has to start with ourselves first and then it radiates yeah. out. And, and believe me, it radiates out in a big way. <laughs> when you let it, you've also got to be open for it and you've got to let it happen, you know. But not everybody um, needs to do it your way either, do they? But not everyone needs no. to go and conquer the world and because no, that's what you no. do, doing it your way. And yeah. other, because that's one of what listeners or what watchers do to think that they everyone's got to go out there and, you know, create a big company that's you know, putting the shoes, shoes on yeah. 7,000 children. That was your crazy dream that's and you right. followed your dream. Someone else's crazy dream maybe may not be as big, but it's about following that crazy dream, whatever that crazy dream is. If it is going out there and being a florist, if it's going out there and doing something different than what you've ever done before, that's your crazy dream. It's like follow the crazy dream. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, like we can't all go out and we shouldn't all go out and do businesses because then we're going to end up with too many. Right. Everything that I have done has been the result of people like yourself, Angela, who've come into my life, who've all supported me and helped make the difference. This is how I made the difference is a, co a collaboration combination of people like yourself. It's not me. It's a whole community, right? And so we need everybody to contribute to, um, to the differences that we want to see in the world. And so it's not about, you know, it could be something just as simple as 
being there for somebody when they need help. Mm. You know, it's, there's just so many ways. And that's the thing I think that's really important to remember. There are numerous ways to make a difference, you know, but it does start with yourself first, being open to serve others, as you've said, and look at what it is that you bring to the world. Did you enjoy listening to that episode of Wise Women's Conversation? Please let me know what you thought by leaving a comment on the Margaret Woman Project webpage or by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode. You can always continue this Wise Woman's Conversation in our private Facebook group, which is called Marga Woman Project. All you need to do is search for Marga Woman Project, M-A-G-A Woman Project in Facebook. Request to join by answering the questions and then you can chat to more wise women. Remember, you are a wise woman. I want to thank you for listening today and until next time, from my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now.